especially Christine, I noticed. She walked over right in front of Cody and said, I wish I could be here. In my mind, that was, I wish Cody would see me. Yeah. I wish he would recognize me. I wish he would look at me instead of just hanging on to that hand over here mm -hmm. to we all know who. So <laughs> it just it was just so telling. I feel like it told the whole story. Oh, it did. And it was complete foreshadowing because we're like, okay, now we know where they all are and where they were in that original sculpture therapy in season, the beginning of season six is where it looks like they stayed forever. Yeah. Welcome back everyone, my name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS, Sam and I have been married for nine years and have two awesome kiddos. <laughs> yes we do. If you're interested in just listening in today, we do have our podcast available and please don't forget to like and subscribe. We also have our holiday fundraiser going on for, I think it is, what, five more days. Five so more days, yeah. Thank you all so much for all of your wonderful donations. We have far surpassed our goals. If you still want to donate all of that money we are so excited to put into adopting a room at the Short Creek Dream Center, which yeah. is one of Warren Jeff's old homes that has now been turned into a place of refuge for those who leave the Yes, thank you all so much. That's all I have to say about that. You guys, I mean, this way surpassed our goal. And so it's just it's such a blessing. And thank you so much for helping us out with this. We look forward to sharing with you what we'll do with it. Yes. And today we are back with Fresh Eyes on Sister Wives. Here we are. Season six. However, season six had like 20 episodes. Yeah. And we were like, what is going on? But they cut it off and it made more sense when we saw it, that there was like the fall portion of the season and then the spring portion of the season or so like this winter. Is the first 10 and then the 11th was the women tell all or the. <laughs> He's been watching Bachelorette with me. <laughs> Just the the, 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 the tell all one was the tell all from everyone in the family. Yes. So um, yes. So we went through those eleven. So this is the first half of season six, but it is broken up this way. So it kind of worked out and made it so we didn't try to react to twenty episodes yeah. at one time. So it was good. But it was funny because the first couple episodes of this, I'd say even like the first five episodes, I just thought, oh my goodness, what are we even going to talk about? Because for those of you that are new to our channel, we try to go at Sister Wives from a religious perspective, comparing their polygamy to the way Sam grew up in polygamy, comparing their faith and beliefs a lot to how I grew up LDS and how he grew up FLDS. Yeah. So we always are trying to look for that angle of their beliefs and why they do the things they do. As much as possible. As much as possible. And sometimes it's harder to find. And the first like five, we get like five, six episodes in and I'm like, there is nothing. I don't even know what we're going to say. And then the last couple episodes were gold. Yeah. So, so that was, uh, <laughs> we were happy to finally get so much to talk about right towards the end. First few episodes was primarily, you know, them trying to get into the houses. Yeah. Mary not being able to get into her house and that big frustration. And anyway, but that was... They, if I felt like they dragged that out a little bit too long. It went on for a long time. And we'll touch on it quickly. You know, the houses, there were definitely some wives that were worried about everybody being close in proximity again, that it felt really independent. It seems like Janelle and Mary, obviously mm -hmm. very more independent, worried about what it was going to be like being close together. Christine at one point mentions that. Robin, I think, is still just like looking for that. She's holding out for that hope of what she thought she was getting into when she first got married. She's been in a separate house the whole time. And so it's like, I think she just has this dream of someday she'll get to be a part of this big family that she thought yeah. she was. I'm not really sure what her dream is ultimately, though. You know? <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's she. What she's saying is that she wishes they could all be together and happy and all would go well. But based on actions, there's a different story being told here. So it's hard to know exactly what the hope is there. One of her dreams, which got brought up a lot in this season as well, was the sister wives closet. Uh huh. Right. Their business. They were all going in on it together. Then there's all this tension between who's actually invested in it, who's not. Janelle doesn't feel any connection to it. And then she does, and then she doesn't. So everybody's kind of being wishy-washy except for Robin. And then Mary kind of like has her back, but it definitely feels like Robin's baby yep. um, through the whole thing. It was funny to watch them go to the St. George, Utah, What Women oh, Want yeah. Expo because I've been to that many times. I've been a vendor there before. Like it was just funny to see something so close to home and people's opinions. Yeah, they, they picked the, or they found a couple people that had some pretty strong opinions about it. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what the other people were saying, right? Because we just got to see what a couple people said to them. Yeah, they waited to find like the most negative people about it. Another thing to also consider is that in St. George, we were in a community right outside of Short Creek. I mean, we're only 45 minutes away from where Sam grew up and where Warren yeah. Jeffs was. And at the time that this is being filmed, this is, you know, only a few years after He's been imprisoned, and then he, you know, all the child sexual abuse cases and stuff against him in Texas. Yeah. And so it was all very fresh in that community as well. And so the Browns say this over and over and over that they are so tired of being compared to the FLDS, but most people are going to lump together polygamists into that same group. And people don't know the difference between a fundamentalist in the AUB and a fundamentalist in the Kingston and a fundamentalist in the FLDS other than the prior addresses. Right. But in their minds, it's all the same. Yeah, something that kind of surprised me, I forget the name of the person, but one of the people they were interviewing, a lady, she, she mentioned that something along the lines of, I hate them. And, yeah, which and, is weird. And it kind of took us back. And it's possible that the show took it out of context in some way or another. It's hard to know for sure exactly how that went down. Yeah. But my experience, because I moved out of Colorado City, uh, Hilldale, Utah, Colorado City, Arizona, and moved to St. George. That was my first move after leaving. And I felt very welcomed. And I don't remember anyone saying anything super harsh about where I was from. Just very surprised that I was from there and wanted to know a lot about it. Very curious. Right? But the harsh language that was being told to them was very different than I was than the, what I felt coming to St. George. So I was kind of surprised to see that. At the same time, everyone has different opinions, and maybe you're going to be able to find that one person in the expo. One, two, who's or three, or who, who knows? I'm sure there's multiple people in St. George that hate polygamy and hate everyone that practices polygamy. I guess you could say, but it was shocking for me to see that, knowing what St. George, or at least what St. George was like for me. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought it was interesting. Cody was talking about, you know, he has no credibility with his kids because he feels mm. like a visitor in all of the homes and so you know lots of motivation lots of talk about getting the family back together getting the family back together and that was kind of underlying the entire season right uh, a lot about these homes uh, too much if we had to watch one more scene of the same thing i don't know why i actually wrote we wrote a note it's like watching the clip six times in every yeah. episode coming up this one clip coming up this one clip before yeah. every like commercial break thank goodness we're not watching with commercials i would go mad i really it would. is interesting that sister wives in general not this this season or the first half of this season but all of sister wives we actually start fast-forwarding through the what's coming up. Yeah, because, I just want to see it. Because you see it 
no joke, sometimes it feels like six times before you actually get to watch what they're saying. And so I wonder why that is. I mean, because I know they want to keep people engaged and interested in what's coming up next, but mm -hmm. but that many times is that really necessary? I don't know. So anyway, so yeah, we started to get a little bit sick of seeing that Mary's not going to be able to move into her house before Christmas. Uh, they, you know, they played that, that so was so drug. You would have thought that like she didn't get to move into the house for months, and then at the end they're like, yeah, that extra week was really hard. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah. I felt like I had to watch them wait like the whole week. I felt like I spent a week of <laughs> yeah. my life watching Mary not get into the house for that week. But yeah. anyway, the home builder though, as they were getting all finished oh, yeah. up, he had some good insight to what the was relationships. His name? I don't remember his name, but he said, Janelle, yeah. he's like, it was interesting to watch Cody with each wife. He said, Janelle, uh, Cody's very serious with and more like down to business. He's jovial with Christine. He's accommodating with Mary because it doesn't seem like they always see eye to eye. And he seems like he's in a honeymoon phase with Robin. Yeah. And I felt like that was spot yeah. on. We both said, whoa, done. This is this is exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, even if you fast forward to now in season 18 that just finished, that's kind of the way it was. It still is. Well, before Christine left. Well, before they all left, it definitely seemed to be the case. Even yeah. in the tell-all at the end of this season, you know, the interviewer said okay do you all agree with that and everybody agreed with what they said but then obviously all the women were like yeah but we all wish that he had said it seems like you're on a honeymoon like the way that he talked about his cody's relationship with robin yeah, everybody everybody wishes that they were that honeymoon person mary doesn't like the idea that cody's accommodating to her because he's scared to tell her no or but that's very much the relationship so i think that <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that the builder is like spot on. It was very interesting yeah. to see that someone who is working closely with them is seeing the exact same thing that we all see, that right? We, exactly. And I don't know. There were moments in this uh, season so far that I, I don't, I don't want to be the person that is on the outside here, and everyone else has a different opinion. But it's hard to watch Mary sometimes. Yeah, I agree. So, it was hard. Her, indec to, her indecision. Yeah, it was hard, hard to watch, and I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's something there that is. It's just she takes a very long time to make a decision, and she doesn't want to be responsible for that decision in some cases when she does make it. It's interesting to see that when they do their couples retreat, which is the end of this season, but or at the end of this portion of the season, but she talks about the therapist even says like okay, so is everyone seeing the real you? Or no, it might have been in the tell-all. But basically, it seems like Mary's always holding something back. Always. And then at the same time, she's trying to be that person who's always being honest and being forthcoming. But she even said, like, yeah, people see the real yeah. me, but they don't see all of me because I'm right. always, she's always worried about when the cameras are on, right? So it always feels like this, I don't know. And then her her decision making just drives me insane to watch her go back and forth, back and forth. And even I understand huge decisions like having a baby, but then she goes and says to Robin that she felt like she was going to tell Cody in this date that they had to discuss. And she says, okay. I was gonna. I was leaning towards wanting to start the process of in vitro and having a baby, but Cody told me no. So and, uh, that drove and, me nuts. So unless the show, unless we're missing a lot of context here, because everything we've seen, 
Mary was nowhere close to ever making a decision and was almost, from what I saw anyway, leaning more towards not doing it. There have been portions in the past that where Cody was trying to push her to do it, to have a, another baby, and she, she couldn't make up her mind. And then once Cody says no, then it's Cody told me no, and it was super sad and so hard for him to yeah. just tell me no. But honestly, I'm like, at any point up to this point, because it was long before they even started building the houses, he said, okay, I need to know by then. Like, it was a year ago that they were doing tests and, and all this stuff. If at any point she had said, okay, Cody, I want to start trying for a baby, he would have said yes. But then at the end, she wanted him to make that decision so she could say, he didn't want a baby with me. That's what it seemed like. Now, whether or not that's the full truth, I can't speak to, but it was very frustrating and one of those times where I felt like she just wanted an out. She didn't really want to because yeah. if she had said yes at any point leading up to this before drilling him for what he wanted in this one meeting that we saw, then they would have been working on having yeah. a baby. It was just hard to watch. That's what it comes down to. So uh, who knows yeah. how much of the story we missed based on you know, what they chose to film and didn't film, but it, it was hard to watch. And it seemed like she just couldn't make up her mind. And then in the end, she wanted to be able to push that off to someone else, Cody in this, in this example. Uh, but also with the house making, right? I mean, just the, the decision making <laughs> yeah. and the, the struggle it was to, to get this house and what she had to have in the house. And how she went and checked on it too many times, so they got in trouble with the builders. Right, like, right. It just seemed like there was a lot of troubles and issues going on there. And then on top of all of that, the financing, which it's hard to know because she was approved or she was pre-approved. I don't know. It just, who knows, if that was another decision that took forever to make. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to get something done there. But anyway, now I'm done. I'm done banting about Mary. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, moving on. Um, Robin giving this speech in church. Now, a couple things. Oh, One, the fact that they're still doing church. They've been in Las Vegas for a couple years now. They're still having Sunday meetings as a family, which goes to show that they still are spiritual. They're still active in their belief system because, you know, we just reviewed season 18 and most of all of their faith is gone. It seems like for different people at a different length, Cody doesn't seem to much have like any, and he kind of acts almost like religion didn't play a huge role in his life up to this point. And us going back, we're like, that's not true. Like you want to round up 17, 18 children and four wives on Sundays to have a Sunday meeting and try to have church in your home if it didn't mean something, right? But Oh man, this whole episode of watching Robin and the talk about purity was so hard for me. Mm, it was yeah. it was a lot because when she first held like the medallion or the necklace or whatever, it was a heart, thank goodness, because when she put her hands like this and she was talking about her purity, I was like, if that is a flower, I'm going to be so upset because the idea of this, that there's this item in your purity and that you can't be pure if you have had any premarital anything happen, like just all of that mindset and the guilt and the shame that is surrounded with that was very big in the LDS faith. And that's what I grew up with. I don't know. It just is a lot. It's just a lot. Yeah. I, I think about, and I compare this with the FLDS. Obviously the FLDS took it to the extreme, the purity thing, right? Like if you, in, in a lot of cases I saw, if you, had premarital sex, you were kicked out of the community. You were gone. In that case, you did lose your family. You lost so many things because of that choice. So other 
religions, and the one that Robin belonged to, I don't know if she still belongs to, doesn't seem like it, they teach, and this is common in a lot of other fundamental Mormonism groups, I guess you could say, that you may not physically lose all these things, but you mentally lose a lot if you make that mistake. Oh yeah, it's very much like I had heard the analogy of the chewed up piece of gum, mm -hmm. the flour can't be like uncrumbled, right? Um, you can never undo that mistake. It's something that you're taking. Like all the things Robin was saying hit home with things that I learned in church as well. And this idea that then you're not able to present this gift to your husband when the idea that your purity is an item instead of a piece of who you are just drives me nuts. And the problem, the biggest problem I have with all of this is it makes it seem like there's no going back. It's taught in a way that you make one mistake and what's the point after that? What's the point? Like what is your life even worth? You gave your purity to someone else, you're done. Like, that is just the most harsh, unforgiving, I, that just, that's not how anyone should have to live their life. Because people make mistakes. That is a part of human nature. We make mistakes, we learn from things, we, we hopefully learn from them and then improve and do better. But it just doesn't give an opportunity for that growth. You make the mistake, you feel like you're worthless. You feel like there's no turning back. There's no hope at that point. That is just not, a, no one should be taught to have that much guilt and shame for one mistake. And that is also assuming that it is viewed at as a mistake at all. All of that is under the assumption that having intimacy is somehow immediately tied as a mistake instead mm -hmm. of an experience. And I think that depends on the person and it being the right person at the right time. And I'm not saying that, but every situation is different. What might actually feel like a mistake to one person, whether they're religious or not, would not be a mistake for someone else. If somebody else has their first sexual experience with someone that they love and they care about and they cherish and it was a good, positive, consensual experience, it doesn't need to be just classified as any premarital anything is instantly labeled as a mistake and something you can't come back from. Right. And that's the part that drives me even more nuts. But then even if you do feel, like you said, even if you do feel like, oh, that was a mistake or I wish that hadn't happened in that timing or with that person or this yeah. or that, beating yourself up about it or trying to make people feel guilt or shame or like being raised LDS, the repentance process, I remember people saying, oh, well, you know, the repentance process is all about you and, and Heavenly Father and devoting yourself back to Him and that you weren't going to make those mistakes again. But there was public shaming in singles wards, you know, not being able to partake of the sacrament, not being able to say prayers publicly, not being able to, depending on the severity or what sexual transgression had happened, there were so many different types of punishment. All of it had to be confessed to someone who is not certified in any way to handle any time. He's not therapist. It's a bishop who is a clergyman that's volunteer and not paid and not trained. Okay. So as a young girl, if you were to have some type of sexual indiscretion and feel like it was a mistake and you go and you try to confess, you have to go confess 
to this man, whether you know him well or not, give all the, the details, relive that, and then they get to decide what kind of punishment you have while all in the name of repentance of you trying to make it right with God. So there's all these extra steps to it of things that are guilt and shame ridden as well. Yeah. And so anyway, all that being said, that's a long rant, but watching Robbins was hard for me because it reminded me so much of the way I was raised and things that I think personally, I feel like are harmful to girls and well, harmful to youth in general, the idea that it's supposed to have so much guilt and shame, like I said, that your virtue is somehow some item. Right. And a, like something like that, that you give instead of your heart and being able to give your heart to people or, and that's, that's like saying that love can only be given to one person, right? It's not true. You can love multiple people and then you can be in love with your person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And, yeah, and if you're teaching your children those teachings because you want to prevent them from making a mistake, you want to help guide them to wait until they're with the right person, that they're the right age, I understand that. I do. Yeah, 100%. But you have to be careful because if you say it in a way that if they do make a mistake, they don't feel comfortable coming and talking to you because you have taught them that at that point, sorry, you made the biggest mistake you could possibly make. What's the point in even going on after that? Basically, based on the way that some people are taught, that's just not a safe place. I feel like it's important to guide your children, yes, and, and teach them what is some of the harm that it could cause you, but not tell them that, you know, you're a piece, uh, piece of gum that's been chewed up and therefore you can't ever fix it. You're worthless. It. That's, that's just not the right way of going about it. And I know that some of these things were just stories that people within different religions made up, but some of them weren't coming from the heads of the church. I know that, but still, it's just the idea of that, and it's coming from somewhere, right? Yeah, for sure. Because of the beliefs that some people have, it comes from somewhere of the importance of not doing these things. And uh, anyway, not to mention the fact that that puts a big issue in the eyes of anyone that does get married, maybe has some children, and then finds out that they're not right for each other and gets a divorce. In that case, according to Robin's story, did they also give their purity to the wrong person? What does that say about that? What if they fell in love and, and thought that that was the right person? And then later on found out it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just that just was an, a little bit odd and hard to watch, I, I thought. So, yeah, and the last thing I'll say about it is, you know, she said, one, that it was hard for her to talk to. So she ended up getting pregnant. And that's another thing that I feel like I knew girls, like in high school in Utah, that because it was just this mentality of that, that you know, having sex was a huge mistake, that you were just to avoid at all costs, and it could never happen to you if you are good and righteous and being a good person, right? And so, therefore, when someone would get carried away and would end up having sex with a boyfriend and got pregnant. Part of that was because like neither person was prepared for that quote unquote mistake. No one was ready for any type of sexual interaction. Nobody was on birth control. Nobody had condoms. There was like, there was nothing, there was no type of education or type of way for anybody to be prepared other than just, oh, I just hope that doesn't happen. I'm just not ever going to have sex. And so then I don't have to worry about it. And a lot of girls would end up pregnant because, you know, it would only take once. Because they have convinced themselves they would never make that mistake. 
Yeah. Right. And, and then so, if they so do, if in the moment, you know, they just things, no think things happen, and they can't hold hold themselves back from making the mistake, as they would say, then you're right. That's enough on Robin's story. <laughs> I just, oh, it was it was hard. It was hard to watch. The next thing was them all moving in, burning the duffel bag. Um, and then he gets jewelry for all the wives. <laughs> this man, can you just say like, he even said he's like, oh, I'm a little nervous doing this because this is, I'm like, listen to your gut, Cody. It's because it's a stupid idea to try to, it's not a stupid idea to try to want to do things that are nice for your wives. I think having them open it in front of their other wives, he was like, yeah, they get, you know, it's bad when they compare. Like, how could you expect people to not compare if you're going to give them in front of each other and make everybody look at them? Right. If he had given it to them in an intimate one-on-one -on -one situation, explained it to them, and they could have worn it, and maybe another sister wife would see it later or something, it would have been a whole different ball game. But he was saying how they shouldn't compare or compete about it, and yet he's like handing one in front of the other. I don't know. I was just like, oh my gosh. And I think all of his gifts were, he was being very thoughtful yep. in why he created each one. But I just think that, I don't know if it was just for TV or what. It could have been. In front of each other. Yeah, it could have been. Also, growing up in a polygamous home myself, it I felt like my father tried to do things that included all the wives, you know, to, to try to build the bond between them and him as, as one unit, one family. And, you know, whether it was going to having a nice dinner together all together and talking about things or or getting them a, a, a gift that was kind of a, a group gift or something that would kind of included everyone at the same time. Another reason I thought maybe Cody did it that way, unless it was just the show that told him to do that. <laughs> but one of the other reasons was I, I thought maybe he wanted it that way to give him a chance to explain what each individual piece meant to each wife in front of each wife so that oh. so that there was no miscommunication of oh someone else sees robins later down the road and, and robin know what it means. and robin tries to explain it and maybe it comes off different than the way cody explained it to her and so maybe there's that miscommunication and that he was possibly afraid of that's another reason i can think of that but Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Good job, babe. Way well, to have the I other side. Yeah. Look at the other side here. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Then yeah. he was the one. It was coming from them why he gave each one. That, that's the only thing I can think of that would possibly make him want to do it that way. Yeah. Next came the what they ended up calling the debate. It was meant to be a panel, a discussion panel. Oh, yes. It, and it ended up being a debate. The university in Las Vegas. Yes. And it was interesting because, well, for a lot of reasons. One, Kristen Decker, uh, we actually just recently met her. Yeah. Super sweet lady. Yeah. And she took in Brielle. Brielle who Decker. Who we now. had done a video with. Super yeah. awesome. She's the one who got Warren Jeff's home for the Dream Center and started the Dream Center in Short Creek, which is what our holiday fundraiser is for. Um, so it was kind of cool to see her and learn a little bit more. We saw Colleen, who we had seen in previous episodes, uh, obviously from the Kingstons, and then Willie Steed from the FLDS. So they had a representative from each group. The fact that Christine obviously felt super uncomfortable because it was her aunt. Yeah, that was, it was just awkward. The whole thing, the whole thing was very interesting. As we were taking notes and talking about this, I'm like, okay, so this is definitely all about the religious aspect. And we get asked this all the time, yeah. whether or not it's polygamy that's bad or if it's 
just these certain church groups or, you know, can people live polygamy successfully? And their debate, it wasn't meant to be a debate, their panel was supposed to help people see both sides of it, I think. And it ended up turning into more of a debate because people on both sides feel so strongly about it. And the, the problem with the, with the discussion was that they had the half of the room that were that was filled with the Brown family, right? Mm -hmm. That was not half the room, but half of the stage. Yeah. Was the Brown family who are actively currently living polygamy, right? They're polygamists. And the other half of the stage were people, each individually had some kind of connection with polygamy and all had awful, horrible, horrible experiences in it. How yeah. is that not going to be a debate? How could you possibly go in and think that's going to be a discussion if you yeah. got, I hate polygamy, I'm currently in it, and I love it, right? Like that is, and, and another problem I had with that was I get that they were trying to go in and like show the audience to prove a point, I guess. I don't really know what that point of the audience really was. Maybe the Browns hoped to prove that polygamy is okay and the other side hoped to prove that it wasn't. 100%. I think that's why. I think it was to show both sides of polygamy. This family who says that they're super happy and other people that are saying the dangers of it and trying to give warning to people that it's not all it appears to be. But what would be the ultimate goal, I guess, is my question. The ultimate goal of the discussion. To for, the, for the viewers, for the people there? For the viewers or the, or the people discussing. I think it was just to learn more about polygamy Just to in learn general. more, okay. I guess if it was just to learn more, I kept thinking, you know, if the point is to prove that polygamy is wrong and bad, well, that's kind of a slap in the face of the Brown family because they're currently living it. That's not very nice to go in and, and slap, 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 awful, awful, <laughs> I awful. I don't, I don't you know? think that's what it was. Uh, and, and likewise, if it was to try to prove to the other half of the panel that polygamy is okay when they had these awful experiences, I understand. I completely agree that they have every right to be angry because of the experiences they had in polygamy. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I felt because of, it was so divert or not, not, yeah, so opposite in the two different groups of people there that it was going to be... Not, it was setting up for disaster automatically yeah. because... And they knew it beforehand. They knew it was going to turn into a debate. When I don't think the professor, I mean, maybe that's what he wanted. I don't think it's what he wanted. Like, when they talked to him before, Didn't he just wants like to learn more about it and learn, you know, how it works and how it doesn't work and let people kind of decide for themselves whether or not it is possible to live a happy polygamous life or whether or not it isn't because of all these bad things that happen. You know, and even the Browns kept saying, like, we're validating the fact that they... Our, you know, polygamy was bad for them and that it was something that was not good for them and their families. Mm. And we validate them, but they're not willing to say that we could be happy in polygamy. Right. right? And I think they're valid in that point. It didn't seem like the people who had had the bad experiences in polygamy were willing to say that polygamy could be good for anybody because of all the horrible things that they've right. seen. And I think Cody said at one point, and I had mentioned this to you before Cody said it, but I was like, even within monogamous relationships, right? There is lots of monogamous relationships that are toxic and abusive and have all the same horrible things that happen within polygamous ones. Yeah. I would be interested to see the statistics of whether or not it's more likely within polygamy. Although the professor said at one point, he said he saw it like 30, 30, 30, um, you know, 30% are happy in polygamy, about 30% are 
just doing the best they can and struggling through it because they think it's for a greater good. And then 30 is just in a really bad situation, right. you know, and it's going to tear them apart. And, but he said, he's like, but I feel like it's about the same in monogamous relationships. So I'd be curious the statistics as to how many do it successfully. I do think though, and I mention this every time someone asks us the question of whether or not polygamy can be successful or people can be happy in polygamy. I don't know if I believe that it could be successful and you could be in a happy relationship without truly believing in the religious component of it, without believing that it's required of you by God, by a higher power that knows better than you and that it's meant for you to overcome something. If you're just doing it for funsies, I think almost everyone will tell you that it's not really that fun. I don't think many, if any, people are going to do it for funsies. Yeah, it's going to be a religious just, thing. And that's something that is that you have to look at too is that it's not meant for many people because doing it for fun just isn't going to be fun. But I will say for those that are raised in it, it's going to be a lot easier. So you take the Brown family for example. All of the children are seeing it. They're seeing right before their own eyes what's happening, how mm -hmm. it's working, how it's not working, the things that are working, the things that are, that are not working. If they, if they choose to live polygamy, then they are going into it knowing pretty well what it is going to look like. Yeah. So, of course... And out of all of the brown children and all the ones that are teenagers so far, there's only one, and that is Mary and Cody's child. And... Yeah. And spoiler alert, that person is not practicing <laughs> nope. by any means. So that goes to show right there that at least within the Brown family, it didn't wasn't turning out very well for the for the parents, and therefore none of their children had any desire to live that lifestyle. So my point is, if you're raised in a family that every you, the children love it, everything is working out it's magically, right? Then they may also want to do it and make it work out for themselves, but that's something that they have to be able to choose. In the FLDS, a lot of people didn't have that choice. They were kind of forced into who and when they were going to get married, and in that case, it's just not okay for anyone because it's not their choice to make. Or it should yeah. be their choice to make, but they're not the ones able to make that. Yeah, and so that whole, the whole thing, oh, I forgot, Christine Marie was also in there. Sorry, I should have mentioned that, but... Christine said at one point that Cody said, if you need money to leave, I'll give you money to leave, which I thought was interesting. I'm excited to see in season 17 if when she got divorced, if Cody gave her anything for her to leave, because <laughs> I can tell you from watching season 18, it sure doesn't seem like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, fun, it's fine to say that, right? I mean, for Cody to say, yeah, I'll give you anything you want. If you want to leave, go for it, right? No, no, no big deal. But... I, I think at that time, he didn't have any fear of any of his wives wanting to actually leave, and so it was easy for him to say, yeah. but when you're actually put in the moment and on the spot, things are a lot different in most cases. Yes. Cody got asked the question by, I believe it was the therapist, when they went to counseling with a new therapist, and their old therapist came down, but he was asked the question, did you become polygamous for religion? And again, some of these things, looking back, right, having these fresh eyes on Sister Wives after watching season 18 is so interesting to me because yeah. now he acts like he never loved any of the wives, he was never in love with them, the only person he loves or ever cared about is Robin, blah, 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 blah. 
okay? But his answer was, at this time he said, yes, he did go into it for religious reasons, but I would do it again because I love all of my wives. So at this point, either, again, he's a liar, liar, pants on fire, or, you know, season 18, 12 seasons later, he's forgetting that he actually did care and love, about his, love his wives. But this is where the personality test Yep, happens. so they go to their retreat in Sedona. Mm -hmm. And we've heard from a lot of you, you've commented about this, and thank you uh, for your insight. But yeah, it was interesting to see kind of it unfold and all of that. So to my knowledge, though, of, of all of the, because they each took the, yes, even Robin, took the personality <laughs> test. So she didn't remember it in her season 18 tell-all. Robin couldn't remember ever taking a test, and it must have been done for her. Which we saw clearly, the camera showed. Robin she did. took it by herself. She was sitting nowhere near Christine when taking this personality <laughs> test. But they all took it, including Cody. But to my knowledge, only one of them, let's see, who was that? Was it Janelle, I believe? Only Janelle's personality test results were it was Mary. talked about. Mary, yes. Mary was driven to speak truth and in with intensity. Yeah, so I was hoping that they would give the results of all of the personality tests from each of the wives and Cody. Oh, we wanted maybe that to be they, so bad. Maybe they still will later on in the season, I'm hoping. But yeah, up to this point, through the Tell All episode 11, they have not exp or exposed. Yeah. Okay. The results of the other people yet. Yeah. And then they had the sculpture therapy where they all stood where they thought Ooh. they fit in to the family. And that was another one that was very telling. You could talk tell about, how... Talk about women tell all. This was, this was the moment. <laughs> and they were not happy about it. None of them were. They were like, this is awkward to admit to the other wives where my relationship stands. Because even Cody said he doesn't think his wives want the relationship with each other because for the last couple of years they were basically who's practicing plural monogamy right each house each wife all of the wives admitted that they all felt like single moms right and they were just you know every once in a while had a husband there but most of the time they were single mothers and now they're having i think that separation they would have to pretend like the relationship was better than what it was in front of the other wives in order to not feel insecure Right. would be my guess. Like when you're all getting together, you're going to act like your relationship with Cody is just fine because you don't want them to think you have a problem and that their relationship's better than yours. Mm -hmm. And so this constant comparison. So in these cases where they were having to be more vulnerable and open and honest about where they truly felt they were. Right. I was like, oh, that's all. Yeah. That's uncomfy. This, it was very telling. They had to get very vulnerable and it was... In my opinion, it said it all. This this experience said it all. I, I'm kind of liking Nancy, their new therapist. You know, she seems to be really good at what she's doing here. Oh yeah. And she was pushing them. It was okay. So the sculpt, the sculpture, mm -hmm. the the sculpture, sculpture positioning, uh, positioning. That was okay. I mean, even looking now in season 18 that was just uh, finished, there it was exactly the same back then. You had. They said, oh, she said, Nancy said, okay, stand near Cody where you feel like your relationship is to him. Cody's standing in the middle. We have uh, Mary says, I'm about right here. And she's, you know, a, a few feet over here. Robin steps up and takes Cody's hand and Mary's hand and says, 
how do you feel now? Mary, does this feel better? Does, does, this, it, feel does, does this feel better? Oh my, that is exactly how it turned out. All the years later, that is how it was. Cody's here. Uh, Robin is trying to come in between R Cody and Mary to help them, to, uh, I don't be know, able to have a be able to have this relationship. But Robin has always been between them. Always. Robin has been right in the middle between the two, so they never could have that connection. And I don't know if Robin is Robin naive at the fact that like being between a husband and wife isn't where you would want to be. Like, right. do you think she's naive, or she does it on purpose to be manipulative? There's there's I, theories out there, right? And you're all going to have yours, and that is okay. <laughs> I don't know. In that moment, she seemed naive. In that moment. Yeah, in that moment, she didn't seem like she was doing it in a bad way. And then, and then you have Christine, and she's like, I feel like I'm over here. She turns around and walks away with her back towards Cody. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. You know, that's exactly what, what they happened. call this foreshadowing, right? Right. And then, and then Janelle's just, over then Janelle just kind of over here like, well, I'm fine. I'm doing my thing. I'm over here. And, I, and she's away. She's away from it all, right? And that, it just, it told everything. And then Nancy says, well, where do you want to be with your relationship? Well, guess where Mary and Janelle and Christine all went in front of Cody before they got into the big group hug and this is how it should be moment, where you want to be. And especially Christine, I noticed very much. She walked over right in front of Cody and said, I wish I could be here. In, to, in my mind, that was, I wish Cody would see me. Yeah. I wish he would recognize me. I wish he would look at me instead of just hanging on to that hand over here mm -hmm. to we all know who. So <laughs> it, just, it was just so telling. I feel like it told the whole story. Oh, it did. And it was complete foreshadowing because we're like, okay, now we know where they all are and where they were in that original sculpture therapy in season, the beginning of season six is where it looks like they stayed forever. Yeah. And so yeah. I, we're starting to see even in the tell all, in the tell all, they were kind of talking about some of the struggles that might be happening with them all living closely again, which were some of the struggles that Mary and Janelle kind of saw coming. Jealousy issues, Christine said, yeah, when you see your husband take out the trash for another wife yeah. and you're doing you know, your own and Mary's like, oh, I didn't want to say it. Because again, Mary, I don't feel like is she claims to want to be honest and truthful. And at the same time, she struggles with being... She holds back She a holds lot. back a lot, right? Yeah. So she's trying not to say it. And Christine's like, I'm not the only one that feels that way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, can yeah. you? it would be hard to see your husband. You go out to take out the trash and you're doing a job that you wish your husband was doing and he's doing it for somebody else. Like, yeah, it's this next season or the end or the second half of season six, now that they're all in the homes, is going to be very interesting to watch. Yeah, I feel that there's a lot of changes coming. I don't know what yet. We haven't seen it. Well, they're going to rededicate themselves to their right. family uh, mission statement, which has been just like a, a disaster to try to watch them do this. Yeah, that's been an another underlying thing for a long time is the mission statement and what's going to happen there. And man, that's taken them a while to figure out. I think. But, oh, sorry. Go oh, go ahead. I think Cody keeps, and he said this like in therapy. It's funny to see him say like. I think he finds all the problems in the family are about the women not having the relationship that he thinks that they should. He even said at one point, like, I hope we don't have a therapist who thinks that it's my job 
to change anything because right. because of them, you know. And he said again in this in the sculpture thing, he's like, I can't be in the middle. Some of you want me to be in the middle. <coughs> Robin wants Cody to be in the middle of everything, even my sister wife's closet. You need to be in the middle. You need to be in the middle. And I think it's because Robin doesn't really have a connection with the other wives. Right. So all of her connection does have to be through Cody. And he sees that and he sees the problem in it, but I don't think there's an I don't know if there's anything he can do about it. But he keeps harping on it and saying, like, you guys need to, you know, have this connection. You need to have this relationship outside of me. If Cody was gone tomorrow, would you guys still be sister wives? And they're all like, yes. And all of us at home are like, bull crap. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I was hoping because I, I grew up around it and in it, you know, as far as the polygamy lifestyle and all of that. And, and I saw what I saw, but I always love to hear other people's thoughts and opinions and things. And going back to the panel that they had, the discussion at the university, I wish so badly that there would have been more questions asked. Instead of, uh, this is why polygamy is bad. No, this is why polygamy is good. We're different. We're this, that. I wish there would have been more questions like, okay, Cody, uh, this was my experience. You know, I experienced this awful thing with my husband when I was in polygamy. What do you do instead of that? How do you make that not, how do you make polygamy work in that sense, right? So that we could hear more about, you know, what it is that they're doing that they think makes it okay. Because from what we can see, there is an enormous amount of jealousy and it doesn't seem like Cody is able to make that part of it go away. How could he? If if these women are all human, right? How can you make the jealousy side go away? Unless you're doing it like you said, Melissa, 100% for your religious belief. Yeah. Once that religion is gone, no one's going to want to keep doing it. Well, and the professor even said, he goes, when I see successful couples, there's a couple underlying factors, right? Mm. The husband making sure that yeah. there's no favorites or if there is that that's not shown you know mm -hmm. there's these other things that he saw and he even said he's like oh and you know the browns right now are are seeming to have it work out and we all know how it worked out for them but yeah. i think even within the season you these even the beginning seasons you can see those type of things unraveling the things that even the professor sees makes the possibility of plural marriage being a happy one so right it's yeah. it's gonna be sad to see I feel like you know the writings on the wall already we're season six we've got a long ways to go <laughs> but you can already see the the big issues that they have and now they're in closer proximity which the pots right there to just stir and see if it explodes yeah we'll see what happens um... I wish I could be rooting for them. Unfortunately, we saw season 18, so we kind of know what happens ultimately, but we're still having a good time seeing, especially some of the connections and, and the differences between other groups, especially the, coming from the FLDS and also from the mainstream Mormon church since, you know, Cody and Janelle both came from the mainstream LDS yeah. church. So and there continues to be little connections. I forgot to mention it earlier, but... Mary and Cody's child was going to LDS early morning seminary. Yes, and that's I thought true. that was very interesting yeah. because, you know, Janelle and Mary were both saying that, you know, it's better to go and participate in LDS services than to have nothing at all. Because that's the closest thing to what they believe in Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas. So 
It's yeah. going to be, yeah, there's yeah. going to be a lot. I hope they follow the kids or they continue to follow the kids a little bit in college. Obviously, it's cool to see Logan off doing his own thing and that he's having the separation for him to be able to grow. It's right now at the end of this season, we don't know what's going to happen with Mary and Cody's child as far as going to college and whether or not they get to go where they want to go and whether or not a lot of the transitions in their life happen in college, yeah. later in life, we don't know. And we don't, we try not to look at any spoilers. Like we try not to go to the internet and just look up a bunch of stuff about the Browns because we do want this to really be fresh eyes on Sister Wives and, right. and keep it to the show. So yeah. I'm very intrigued at this point. We're very invested. So we'll still be doing this every we're gonna, week. We're going to buckle up and hope for the best. <laughs> Put on that click, 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 click. And we're ready for the ride. So yes. If you want to hear more of what it was like for Sam to grow up in polygamy, then please like and subscribe and again down below we will have the link for the donation for the short creek dream center we have five more days until the end of the year new year's day that will end and we'll keep you all posted on that as yes well. thank you all so much and thank you for being here with us again we look forward to talking with you soon talk to y'all soon